0: Welcome to the Off-Ramps podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of the Off-Ramp, Kristen. We know what it's like to feel helpless when faced with the magnitude of the world's problems. You want to do something about it, but don't know how or where to start. Well, that's why we're here. At the Off-Ramp, our goal is twofold. First, to keep you informed about the ongoings in immigration, migration, and global affairs. And second, to connect you with opportunities to make a real difference in the lives of forcibly displaced people, both near and far. Practical and positive change is possible. Let's work together to make it happen. Hi everybody, welcome to our inaugural episode of the Off-Ramp Podcast for 2021. We're really excited today to talk to Joanne Mwasana in Uganda. I I can't believe, sometimes technology even boggles my mind, that I can see and hear a new friend who is literally halfway across the world. This is the
1: first time that I'm actually meeting her. But mom, you've met Joanne before. Yeah, this is a special episode I'm excited about today. We got to know Sewing Hope through my friends, uh, Jade and Sheila Acker. I've known the Ackers for Um, well, well, at least over 15 years now. Um, Actually, I've known them since we lived in Brussels. Um, And some years ago, when they um, began work in Uganda, they began um, Refuge and Hope. Jade approached us a couple of years ago now, I guess, about the possibility of a um, collaboration between, um, at that time, Threads by Nomad and Sewing Hope. And of course, it wasn't very long after that, that we started the off-ramp. One of the goals of the off-ramp is to give opportunities or create opportunities to thrive for those who are either displaced or in danger of displacement. And as many of our listeners have heard before and know, Uganda has a large number of refugees. It's a very welcoming country to people who are displaced. And one of the things that Refuge and Hope has tried to do through their various programs is to create um, opportunities for business and entrepreneurship. And sewing hope is one of those, um, one of those opportunities, but they needed some help. They needed help with um, patterns, ideas, craftsmanship, quality control, uh, marketing. And so um, the off ramp came alongside them. And our initial thing was to, just look at some of, the, uh, some of the things that they were producing. And as we were doing that, we came up with the idea of a wrap skirt. Um, so our then at that time, our head tailor, Haider Al-Najafi, came up with a very simple pattern. We sent that to Uganda and uh, they made some initial wrap skirts. Oh, and they were just fabulous. I mean, they sold almost immediately. <laughs> it was so wonderful. Um, and then now, as we have done that initial thing, we came back to them with a second project of having some uh, uh, Christmas decorations done. And actually, we also had them work with um, a second cup, one of the um, or anti-trafficking organizations that we partnered with in Houston. And so Threads by Nomad and a second, uh, a second cup sold their Christmas decorations. Again, very successful. We sold all of them. They did a great job. It was really fun using WhatsApp (laughs) to go back and forth with Joanne Wasana uh, as we tried to figure out how exactly to figure out what we wanted to do, what needed to be tweaked. Um, But technology is an amazing thing, right? It has its challenges, but nevertheless, um, it worked for us. I was able to meet some of the ladies of Sewing Hope. Mm-hmm. I was able to see their studio and the work that mm-hmm. they do. And so it's just with a lot of excitement um, that we that we bring you this podcast today. I'm actually going to mm-hmm. jump off the podcast here in a little bit. I have uh, another meeting that I need to go to. Um, but Kristen mm-hmm. is going to take it from here. And I know that you all are just going to thoroughly enjoy Joanne. And you're going to thoroughly enjoy uh, learning about Sewing Hope. The off-ramp is excited about the future of our two entities and our collaboration and partnership.
0: Before we take you to Joanne, I wanted to fill you in on some technical difficulties we had. Joanne was having a hard time with her connection in Uganda. We struggled with sound quality kind of throughout our conversation, and eventually we did get cut off entirely. We had a really great time chatting but i did go ahead and get a hold of mom a few days later to fill in some of the gaps and then joanne also followed up by email so at the end of this episode i'm going to read you parts of that message all right now to joanne
2: yeah i am joanne Mosana. i work with refugees in kampala uganda with uh refuge and hope international i happen to manage uh, some of the missions, the ministries that uh, are working as businesses. And Sewing Hope is one of them. We have another one that's Test of Hope that caters to um, the local community here in Uganda. But Sewing Hope actually has a much wider reach. They do tailoring and uh, it's it's, uh, run by refugee women Mm -hmm. Uh, from within our community who started with our programs. Uh, We started with them uh, pretty much since um, Refuge and Hope started, and we've been training them um, year after year, getting them skills, uh, one skill at a time, and yeah. So Sewing Hope is here because of those ladies, in part because of their hard work and uh, the dedication of uh, donors out there and uh, the vision of Jade and Sheila uh, that Neil talked about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Well, do you have a background in sewing and tailoring?
2: I actually don't have a background in sewing and tailoring. It's very interesting, actually, how I came to join Refuge and Hope. Um, I joined Refugee and Hope. They were looking for a receptionist at that time. And, uh, yeah, I was just looking for a job. That was about seven years ago, seven to eight years ago almost. Mm. And um, I heard about it through... um, my mom, who had about it from a friend, who had about it from another friend, uh, but through the Christian community <laughs> um, of uh, Refuge and Hope, they had actually put the word out that they are looking for a receptionist. And they'd gotten quite a number of uh, people who actually showed interest in the job. And uh, apparently I was one of, is it the 10th or the 14th person to, to apply for the job? And I got it. And here in Uganda, that's actually not... Uh, not something that usually happens, Mm -hmm. yes? Mm -hmm. Um, So with a receptionist job, we have so many qualified people, The unemployment rate is so high. So for me, I believe that actually God led me and saved that spot for me. Mm -hmm. So I started as a receptionist, but actually the work wasn't just reception work. They kept on giving me other duties, computing duties, um, bussard duties, and I got to know about Refugee and Hope and its ministry, what's at the core of it, and uh, the passion that Refugee and Hope has for the refugees, and uh, especially the urban refugees, and uh, empowering them, and you know. And yeah, through that journey of getting to know Refugee and Hope, getting to know the refugees and the women I'm working with, um, I happened to get the opportunity to actually lead the sewing uh, Ladies, um, and that's how come we got to know Nail. I got to be introduced to Nail actually about just before the lockdown last year. And when the lockdown came in, it presented a challenge, but it was great. Like Nail said, it's been interesting getting to work with her, getting to know her and uh, trying to meet the needs. The ladies have been excited. They have actually um, learned a lot from Nail and her guidance. And it's, it's been exciting. We are really grateful for, for this partnership. We are too, it's been
0: exciting for us. Um, now tell, I, I, I was hoping mm. mom could be here to, to help answer this question, but tell me like mm. what does, what do these women learn as part of Sowing Hope and what is the partnership with the off-ramp look like from your end, I can describe it from my end, but how has mm. it been helpful for you all?
2: When the refugee, the typical refugee uh, comes to refuge and hope, right? They come when they either need um, emergency assistance or they are in need of learning a skill, learning the language, uh, the English language, so they are able to communicate better within the local community uh, in the area that we work in. Yeah. So most of these sewing ladies started with learning English. Yeah. So and our mode of instruction is actually English. Yes. So after they learn the English language, then we. Uh, we they have, uh, we ask them, what do you want to do? Some of them know that uh, we have uh, various uh, skills trainings that we offer. We offer computer training, uh, cooking training, uh, tailoring, as well as um, some uh, hands-on skills, but that are geared mostly towards the men, mm-hmm. uh, like carpentry and welding. Yeah. So the ladies that are interested in sewing come in and, uh, yeah, they they learn sewing skills, they learn tailoring skills. They let us know what it is they want to learn. They say, okay, I want to learn how to make a shirt. I want to learn how to make trousers. Yes, um, it, initially it was, we teach you how to, the basics, right? But then uh, after all, you, uh, after that, after learning the basics of tailoring, then you get to learn how to um, to make the specific things, like how do you make a bag? You, it's a bit different from how you make a dress, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what they learn. Is the program a specific amount of
0: time? Can they graduate from the program? How is it set up?
2: Yes, um, so the, the tailoring program is uh, a one-year program. Okay. Right? Yes. If you come and you, you, would, learn, uh, you would want to learn tailoring and we, will, we want you to get to the level where we can actually hire you and use you, we train you for a, a, a whole year Yeah. And during that year, you learn how to make dresses, how to make shirts, how to make um, uh, cushions, um, curtains, um, indoor, you know, mm-hmm. what, what's it called? A false tree, you learn how to make a false tree, you learn how to make bags, you learn how to make toys. Um, wow. Yeah, a multitude of things depending on, on you know. And uh, we don't teach how to make embroidery, but because of the community that the students come from, um, they uh, actually teach each other embroidery, yes. When they get together and they meet, and our tailoring and uh, sewing hope programs are, uh, are the programs that have the best um, student um, cohesion or they have a, a community where they actually support each other, they pray together, they, you know, they teach each other, they visit each other. It's really inspiring, um, and I can't wait for Nell to come out. Uh, she talked about coming out and, and seeing the place, and seeing the ladies, and you know, I can't wait for her to come out and see them and talk to them, and you know.
0: Well, it's not just Nell. Yeah, I, I plan on making that trip too. It would be both of us, so I can't let her come meet you by herself. I have to
2: come. Excellent. <laughs> we can't wait to see you, Kristen. Oh my it's goodness. Be fun. It's gonna yeah. be. Yeah. Um, It's going to be so much fun.
0: So on my end, um, you know, Mm. as part of the off-ramp, I heard from Jade um, about Sewing Hope for the first time, and he was just expressing that he wanted us to help you all understand maybe designs that would be more marketable uh, in the Mm -hmm. United States, maybe understand about um, quality control, and, and just mm. generally help you develop the program. From your end, mm. what has that looked like? How have we been able to help you?
2: That has been really great. It has been exciting uh, in the sense that uh, previously we had uh, volunteers that would come out and uh, talk to the staff about specific items that they're making for the US, uh, the US market. And uh, I love that this opportunity came up with the off ramp because it's not just specific um, items. It's it's the because of this partnership, we have gotten to learn skills. Um, You have shared patterns with us. You have shared, uh, you know, a lot. Neil has shared a lot of advice, and she has looked at a lot of, you know, um, items that we have made. You're helping to increase our product base. as well. We, are, we were making bags before, but not, you know, the kind, the quality and the kind that uh, you guys suggested. So that is actually uh, really excellent. So it's helping us to actually expand the, the skill level of uh, the people that we are working with. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing. The, the ladies that we work with, uh, we recently uh, lost one because she had to be resettled. Mm. Just after you know, we've done so much with her, and she hated to leave, but she was also so grateful, so excited because she felt like she had learned so much, right? Uh, uh, because um, before, yes, we were learn- we were teaching them how to work with uh, soft, you know, mm-hmm. fabric, yeah. And now they have increased their, you know, their skill base to working with harder fabric, more and more versatile, you know, fabric. So I feel like. They are more versatile. They can make, you know, anything out there, which makes them, their chances for, you know, survival, for thriving out there, really, really um, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to
0: fill in our listeners a little bit because um, once we suggest maybe something that you all could make and we go through a process of, um, of, qual- of, again, quality control, making sure that the product that you guys are making is something that we can sell. Um, for example, you guys mm-hmm. made these wrap skirts for us, and yes. the, I believe mom mm-hmm. sent you a design, and we had a sample, and we kind of went back and forth over um, some time, yes. and we picked out some mm-hmm. fabric.
2: I don't mm-hmm. know if you know
0: this, but when you yes. sent us the wrap skirts, I think it was like in, no- mm-hmm. we got in November, um, yeah, it was November.
2: yes. Joanne,
0: they sold out in two days they sold what? so quickly everyone was so oh my fascinated. goodness we it, didn't it, know that it was amazing it's the fastest that anything has sold out on our website ever before
2: oh my um, goodness that's was, amazing
0: the excitement was just palpable and and mm. you know, it wasn't just that the skirts were beautiful and beautifully made but that yeah. people felt like i think they felt a connection to you all and to the women who made mm. them so then you made us a series of ornaments that we were able to sell over the holidays. Those also yes. sold out, we have none left. Um, so people in America really are appreciating mm. what you guys do um, there in Guatemala. Mm. So I just wanted to let you know that and let you know how, how wonderfully receptive um, our customers are to what you guys are doing.
2: And we are so grateful. We are so encouraged. The ladies worked hard on on, uh, those ornaments and, you know, and uh, the skirts, the wrap skirts, and they kept on, you know, asking about changes that they need to make. They also kept on suggesting maybe a few things over there that they thought that would actually work best. Um, It was a collaborative effort, I thought, but we learned a lot from you guys and they were excited to do it and they availed themselves and especially with the ornaments because once you put in the, the request for the ornaments, once we started making them, other people saw the ornaments and they're like, what, wow, can you make us, you know, <laughs> once we started. So some people from like Jade and Sheila themselves, they're like, what do want to ornaments like that? So we ended up having such a, a huge order for order for ornaments, right? Yeah. And for the skirts actually, people actually ordered the skirts from here as well. But we, we were like, you know what, no, uh, let's first let Nell and, and her team actually enjoy the products that they have given us. And if they are ready or they are willing, then they give us the permission, then we'll sell them. So they were well received on this end as well. And, and, and it helped us so much. Uh, we are so grateful. And it came at a time when we were worried COVID actually uh, presented some challenges yeah. uh, with uh, the, our client base um, because, you know, um, the it, most of the items that we make are not necessities per se. Yeah, it's uh, so, yeah, um, sales went down. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was uh, really a boost um, to know that we had some people out there who are excited about our products, who are ordering our products, you know, there's something thrilling to look forward to. You have opened, and after you, you guys actually opened uh, a door for us. Yes. Once you made that order, then um, someone else actually also put in an order for more items from the for the Canadian market. So really exciting. I can't wait to.
0: Yeah. Well, we definitely plan on sending you some more ideas. In fact, Mom and I were talking yesterday in mm. preparation for this interview, and we had some fun ideas for um, mm. for things that we might be able to collaborate on in the future. We we look forward to to working with you, you know, for the long term. Mm. It's been a wonderful partnership. At the end of the year, we did a lot of surveying of our customers and of our donors to try to understand what yes. they want to know more Um, from us, and they really expressed a desire to understand more about the challenges that the people whom we serve that they face. So can you tell us a little bit more about the women who are part of the Sewing Hope program? Why is it so important for them to learn a skill? Where have they come from? What are their stories? Can you tell us more about them?
2: All right. Um, like I, I said previously, Refugee and Hope works with urban refugees. We empower them um, by offering them um, skills and uh, psychosocial support and uh, uh, and therapy, so to speak. Um, a spiritual, also edification. Uh, in a nutshell, pretty much. Um, So that said, the people that we work with usually that come to Refuge and Hope are are refugees. They're coming from a background of uh, being traumatized and uh, they had to flee their homes. They had to come to a new environment um, and to have to make ends meet for themselves. Um, Here in, um, for most African countries, and especially here in Uganda uh, and in the refugee community, we have... uh, observed that the highest population is the women, and they are the ones that are responsible. So the husbands stay um, home to fight the wars and send their families with the the mothers and the children. They send them to the country of asylum so that they can what? They can be safe. Um, But when they send them there because of the war, their financial uh, status is actually uncertain, right? So the the women come here and they have to make ends meet, they have to fend for their children uh, and themselves. And oftentimes, even some of uh, the men in their family who are actually not able to get jobs if they're here.
0: So mom, you're very familiar with the plight of refugees really around the world. Can you speak to some of the challenges that women in this part of the world who have been displaced um, face and and maybe how sowing hope Helps address that those challenges, or helps them overcome those challenges, is a better way to say that.
1: You know, refugees from all parts of the world, not just the ones that are arriving in Uganda, uh, come after having had a tremendous amount of trauma inflicted upon them. So they come not only in need of your basic necessities, um, but they come in need of uh, of support. Um, an emotional and spiritual support. One of the things uh, that I uh, really admire about Refuge and Hope, which Sowing Hope is a part of, is the fact that they offer a comprehensive support. It's not just help you get a skill, help you get a job, help you have food and housing. It's also, we understand that you need to heal and we offer you a community and a place for that to happen, as well as resources. Um, Joanne, from what I was uh, able to witness on WhatsApp, has a, has a wonderful relationship with the women who were in the program there, and she is able, as one of the leaders, to offer some of this support, as, as I said, as well as some other resources. We here in the United States, and also in Europe, we have various and a sundry um, programs. You know, we have counseling centers, and we have um, pastoral um, care that comes, you know, through our churches. We have, um, we have free clinics. I mean, we have a lot of social um, systems in place that offer the kind of support that people need, including the refugees who come to us. But that's not necessarily true in other parts of the world. They come, and not only are they in great need of healing from the trauma as well as sometimes physical healing, Um, but then the countries where they're arriving or the refugee camps where they're arriving doesn't have all of those support systems in place. And so one of the reasons that we're really happy to partner with Sewing Hope is that they are able and um, willing to offer um, not only physical, but emotional and spiritual support as well. Going forward, we hope to have more patterns. We have an idea for a pants pattern, uh, we've been looking at some how to make some bags, and um, you know because we we sold a couple of their bags, but um, we have an idea for more, um, and we also hope then to also be able to provide a marketing arm through Threads. So as product is developed, Threads would actually purchase wholesale, and and then sell and market um, the products that they create. Um, I think the ideas are endless, but one of the beautiful things about working with the Off-Ramp and Threads is that as Threads sells things um, and markets uh, product, a portion of the profits will actually go back into a project for Sewing Hope. So it's offering um, Sewing Hope um, support and collaboration on multiple levels from creation, to marketing, to then having actual project funds so that they can even expand and do more.
0: At the end of every episode, I always ask our guests where they find hope. Well, since Joanne and I got cut off, I followed up by email afterward asking her the same question. Her answer reads as follows. She says all the programs at Refuge and Hope International are meant to help our beneficiaries to have hope through helping them to recover realize self-sufficiency, and to become leaders in their communities. At the heart of all we do is the aspect of ministry. This is because for many of the people we serve, we may be the only face of God that they will ever see or encounter. Our team members are compassionate, and they desire to serve where they are. When many of the urban refugees we serve join us, they share heartbreaking stories, of how they're trying to make ends meet. Sewing Hope was started to ultimately give hope by creating opportunities for them to recover and again realize self-sufficiency. Over the years, we've had a number of refugees learn from our team, progress to working with the Sewing Hope team and honing their skills, and thereafter move on to starting their own tailoring businesses. As a result, many of them are now able to contribute to their household income and hope for a better future. I know the despair that comes with the failure to provide for your loved ones when times are hard, just like many of the women we work with. I'm sure many of us can relate. And I also know the relief, the joy, and hope that come with being able to do something, however little. I also asked Joanne how you, our listeners, can support her in Sowing Hope. And she says this, she says, We are humbled and grateful for the reception of the skirts and ornaments we made. The Sewing Hope team will be making many more items for the U.S. market, so please continue buying our items through Threads by Nomad. Also, you can visit our website, refugeandhope.org, to see all that we're doing with refugees in Uganda. Donate if you can. Participate in our events like The Great Escape, and of course like our social media pages too. Thanks for listening to the off podcast. If you were inspired to act during this conversation, you can find us and learn more at theofframp.org or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Helplessness and hopelessness do not have to define your future or the world's. Become a changemaker today.